0: Like a burn it down person. Yeah. Like if I've if I've moved on from something, everything I did back then was horrible. It was the worst decision I could have made. Like what what was I thinking? (laughs) Who was I? I don't know that woman anymore. Burn it. Yeah. And I think I'm just now getting to a place of softness around Mm. like there is so much beauty in that past, and I wouldn't truly be here if I hadn't had any of that, and I certainly wouldn't know what I know. Just the level of acceptance of Mm. not knowing, I think, is different.
1: Hello and welcome to The Fostered. I'm your host, Angel Foster, and today we have a very special guest, my boss, Mary Court Carr, CEO of The Underbelly and literally the bravest person I know. Mary, we're so happy to have you here today. How are you doing? I am so excited to be here. I can barely (laughs) sit still. I think it's funny to like to just jump into conversation like we haven't been just chatting away all morning and like making food. (laughs) So I wanted to talk to you about some things today. Well, first, like literally we're like working for the Underbelly this week, like filming classes. And I was like. I don't want to miss the opportunity to like have the time to sit down and chat with you and like get it on camera. So, but you said you had an angle too. Like what was your angle? Oh my
0: God. So I've just been thinking about this week and thinking about getting to see you again because we've only, this is our second week in real life Mm -hmm. knowing each other. And I have been angling to like be on your podcast because it's just (laughs) a dream. And I was like, ooh, maybe every time I come out for underbelly work, we can sneak in like a podcast. I would love that. Right?
1: Literally. Okay. That was my angle. I love that. I'm here for it. Please come on as much as you want. (laughs) Just your whole story is just so amazing to me. Like how you were working in restaurant. How long did you work in the restaurant industry for? 15 years. Insane. A like basically a lifetime of work. How many years ago did you guys start the Underbelly? About five. We started ideating on it and then launched almost four. Wow. Yeah. Like what was it like to take that risk? Like mom of two... Was this pre? This was pre-pandemic, but it wasn't like everything was like golden, the golden era.
0: Well, I think you kind of have to. For me, work has always been storytelling Mm -hmm. and how do I connect and relate to people and for a long time in my 20s when I was trying to find myself food was like this beautiful medium because everybody wants to eat everybody's excited when they're eating the hum of a restaurant and then you have the space to really sink in to like a comfort level and an intimacy with other people and like community Mm -hmm. and I really loved that and had been longing for that and then as I was growing and on my own spiritual path and becoming a mother and my life looked vastly different from when I started in restaurant work, I had this like hum of there's something else, there's more here, there's a bigger story. There's just, I was just hungry, yeah, and I wanted a different voice and a different mission. And, um, that transition was really scary. And Jessman and I laugh all the time that, like. You know re- the restaurant-to-tech pipeline yeah. is not very well-traveled all the time. Um, and so we've just been really excited to get to do it together.
1: I love that. Sorry, I kind of just jumped right in, but could you give listeners a little bit of backstory on what the Underbelly even is, like if they aren't oh, familiar? absolutely, yes.
0: Um, the Underbelly, apart from being my baby that I adore, is this beautiful offering. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an invitation to sit and be still and get to know yourself. Jessamine has curated – a vast library of classes, uh, most of them being pastoral yoga classes. So she walks you through different, there's a lot of different ones, lots of variations of length. And she walks you through different postures to sort of process and step into yourself and to either unwind from the day or get ready for the day or take a break from the day. Um, and it's an app. Um, that physically lives on Apple and Google, as well as the web and Roku and some other like fun, unique places.
1: Nice. Yeah. And this week we're filming more content for that. So Mary is my boss, if it wasn't clear, <laughs> along with Jessamine. Um, And it's so amazing to like work virtually with someone and then have this opportunity to like meet in person. It was like kind of tripping me out like the first time we met because we didn't work that closely together, but like Now, ever since I met you, I'm like, I literally want to work with you every single day. So I'm just so happy that we get this time together.
0: Yeah, we got really lucky. Yeah. I think that first meeting surprised both of us. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I always step into those spaces sort of trying to be cognizant of being a boss. And I don't know what that means for everybody. Everybody has a different relationship to like what that looks like. And you were so beautiful and open and just allowed me to be merry and human. And I felt like you really saw me. And it was this... I mean, it's just a gift to get to talk to you.
1: That was such a hard week for me too, because we had just got we got robbed that week. Yes. And I just cried. I just cried to you. And I yeah. didn't think it was like you just helped me. And I mean, you also have a daughter that's a cancer. So maybe you were like, I this is <laughs> I familiar. <laughs> this is familiar <laughs> territory. But I like just working for you guys, like it's such a and I don't even it even feels weird like saying working for you because it doesn't like the way you guys approach work doesn't feel like that. It mm. feels very like, like we say, like, there's no hierarchy. It's how not. did you come about, like, that approach, like, figuring out, like, that's, like, the kind of approach you wanted to take with this work?
0: Yeah. um, It's been an evolution. I think I'm really excited to see what it continues to become. I – that approach came from a space of being taught how I didn't want to make people feel. Yeah, Restaurant work is very hierarchical and um, is infused with a lot of – I mean, I used to say – I don't want you to, like, respond to me now. If you have something you want to feedback, you can talk to me after service. Because it was just – we were in a tapas restaurant, and so it was a thousand plates of food needing to go to the right place every night. And so doing management in a different way, I just – I didn't like it. It yeah. wasn't authentic to who I am. It wasn't – it didn't allow for the connection. Um, and so – and I was also being managed – in a very demanding, high-stress environment. And I think it felt really normal to say, no, this is a space of creativity, and we have the opportunity to change that narrative and to be curious around it. And so what does that look like if we just stay open? And it's scary. I think there's a lot of reasons you do it in a hierarchical structure. It's Mm -hmm. a lot more clear. Like, I can, you know, say what I need and then not have to deal with any feedback Mm -hmm. around it. And I just... Now, having done it this way, I would never want to go back. I feel so honored to be in process with a team of artists and creators. Um, I think it also speaks volumes of the team itself and the people that we have been lucky enough to bring on board um, because all of you have your own personal mission that really you're so generous with allowing the underbelly to be a part of it. And so it's been a really beautiful, like, learning experience and push pull of like, who are you showing up? And then what does that allow me to show up
1: as? I love that. How did you come to the underbelly? I want to just back up a little bit. Like how did that offering come about? The name or like the name, the the whole thing, the whole thing. So I, Jessamine
0: and I met, I was opening a Tapas restaurant, the aforementioned Tapas restaurant in Durham, North Carolina. And I was interviewing hosts for the front door. Mm-hmm. And Jessamine, I met Jessamine, and she had been in culinary school, but had never worked in restaurants proper. And I just immediately was mesmerized by her power. She has like such a good presence. And I was like, you are who everyone should see the moment they yeah. walk in the door. And so we worked together for four years at um, the restaurant, and she was invaluable. I would not have been able to do the job I did without her. And I watched her grow and become Jasmine Stanley yoga teacher, mm-hmm. author. And she did her um, yoga teacher training while she was working with me. And then was like, I think I have to go and see if I can do this. Yeah. And so I was like, please. And she asked me to keep her job, which – was hilarious at the time, and he's and is even more hilarious now, um, because she's did very well. Yeah, and <laughs> she did not need the job. Did anymore. not need a job hosting <laughs> a restaurant for me, um, and. So she and I kind of lost touch, like, just always deep love. But, she, you know, when you're traveling to Bali teaching yoga, it's not always, like, your old manager at the restaurant you're going to check in with. Yeah. But we always – if we ran into each other in town, we'd beg hugs and all of that. And then I had another child, uh, the cancer. Yeah, Um, My sweet puppy. Oh, I would say the name. No, no, she's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, And she was, like, a year old, and I – Got a text message, Mm -hmm. and it was from Jessamine, And she said, I have no idea what you're doing. I don't know what your life looks like, but I want to talk to you about something. And every fiber in my being, it was like it woke up. And I remember feeling just a deep knowing. Yeah. Like this is the next thing I'll do. And so we she had this idea mm-hmm. to do her yoga content that she would have her voice on and it would be under her artistic direction and creative ideation and she needed someone to kind of manage the other side of it and make sure it was all running and all those pieces. And so we started dreaming about it. And then we she had this little shoebox of an office in a co-working space and it had a chalkboard wall. And we were trying to figure out what we were going to call it. Mm -hmm. And I asked her to describe what it would feel like if it was a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you're walking down like a city street. It's loud. It's chaotic. There's cars honking. And it smells crazy. And it's raining. And it's just chaos. And then there's a little neon light. And it takes you into a basement. And there's a room that someone is holding space. Mm. And that space is meant for you. And it's meant for you to let go of all the chaos outside and to show up and be tender. And so then we started talking about our bellies yeah. and how our bellies are such a tender space, like emotionally and spiritually and vulnerably, physically on our bodies. Um, but we didn't want it to sound like a pregnancy thing. Yeah. And so we were like, what's even more vulnerable? And it's the underbelly, mm-hmm. the space that we ask you to like step into and look at when you practice yoga, when you sit with yourself and you're still
1: I love that. I hadn't heard that before th- this moment. Oh, I love
0: that. Yeah, it was, I like, we talked about that chalkboard wall yesterday. That's it was, true. like, a moment for us because it became, it was, like, as m- I'd opened enough restaurants, and I'd been sitting in, like, the creation of spaces enough to know that it would take on its own life. Mm-hmm. So that moment when you're building it, and it's just the two of you dreaming something, I know it's just so precious. Yeah. Because once it's out, everybody gets a say in it. And that's part of the beauty and the magic of mm-hmm. creating. Once you let go, the world gets to comment yeah. and relate to it. But that moment was a really special
1: behind-the-scenes I love knowing that. for us, yeah. The underbelly has been so impactful. I was obviously a pratic- practitioner before joining the team and like a huge fan of Jessamine, but I had no idea like there was this other side, like where y- your influence was so strongly impactful. I feel like the fact that Jessamine like chose you to like dream it up, like your skill set in management, like, that was what was preparing you, like, for Mm, this moment, mm -hmm. because, like, the knowing of, like, I don't want to work in an environment like that anymore. Because, like, you were having some hardships, too, like. Yeah, the restaurant world had definitely, like, kind of jerked me
0: around a little bit. Yeah. And, like different promises being made over the years and just an environment that is just hard and it's i think it's hard for everybody i think it's hard for the owners and the chefs and the people in the kitchen you just see work these insane hours but it it had definitely broken my heart as far as like upward mobility Mm -hmm. and i think until you own something that's yours having a say in it is just i had always been longing to have more of a voice and a say in like the energy and the creation and just how you build teams and how you create systems and how people feel safe. Like that's a really big, important piece of work for me is that if you're going to ask people to give a lot of who they are, you have to make such a safe environment for that to happen. Yeah. And if you don't have a partner who's honoring that or, you know, if you're not the top, you're you're not where it stops. That voice and that opinion, then you can't guarantee that safety. And that was something that was really hard in restaurant world was sort of broken promises and you know inequitable pay mm-hmm. and a lot of like overarching sexism and just all the things that you hear. Yeah, you know, they're there. And I was really thankful that Jessamine. I mean, I felt like Jessamine honored me in a way that I am still wrapping my brain around in wanting me to support her and then also giving me space to to be me yeah. here. I, it is a gift that like... I still am gobsmacked by. And, you know, imposter syndrome and like all that stuff comes in. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like Googling acronyms in tech meetings. Yeah. Like what, what are you saying? What's OTT mean? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so it has been such a gift to get to build a team and utilize the
1: management skills that I do feel stronger in. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can learn the other stuff, but I feel like I mean, I guess you could learn being a leader too, but like 15 years of experience, like definitely, I feel like as soon as you got here you immediately were able to implement the things you had already been dreaming of yes. back then
0: yes oh that's such a gift thank you for reflecting that back because I don't think I think about that enough I just when I had a, a our morning meeting yesterday and we were mm-hmm. talking about sort of our personalities around like heartache or our past mm-hmm. and I'm like a burn it down person yeah like if I've if I've moved on from something everything I did back then was horrible it was the worst decision I could have made like, <laughs> what, what was I thinking who was I yeah I I don't know that woman anymore burn it yeah and i think i'm just now getting to a place of softness around mm. like there is so much beauty in that past and i wouldn't truly be here if i hadn't had any of that and i certainly wouldn't know what i know just the level of acceptance of mm. not knowing
1: i think is different um i can only imagine how much not know or like just being okay with that i i I have to confront like being a beginner, like that beginner mindset literally on a daily basis. And I feel like if I had worked in something for 15 years and then doing something completely different, I feel like that letting go would be so hard for me Mm -hmm. because I mean, you were obviously like really successful doing what you were doing. And so to then be again at a beginner, but you're not really because you have all this experience, but completely new at what you're doing. Like the perception around that, I feel like would be a lot for me to handle. Was there anything like that coming up for you? Absolutely. I think that that's always there.
0: And it's so funny you, for you to say that because I feel like I see you being so brave and trying new things all the time. I mean, to me, it's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, I know, how, yeah. I know. And I understand that that feels different than like, maybe you're letting on. Yeah. Um, But for me, it's just curiosity. Yeah. And it's like, that is my deepest, strongest truth is like, how can I stay curious? Because I, I feel like I've seen what happens when you just sort of like, all right, I'm going to set my course and just mm-hmm. let it go. And that is a devastating um eventuality for me. And so to just stay curious about Pilates, about a workout regime, about food, about management, about businesses. Mm-hmm. I think what it comes what I keep coming back to is like we're just humans having this human experience and if I can offer a sense of like What does it mean if I feel this way without judging it
1: immediately? That has been really helpful. So what are your practices around staying curious? Like how do you implement curiosity into your life? For me, curiosity
0: is always grounded in my connection with nature. Okay. so Because that's what makes me feel safe. You know, and I think that, that that looks a lot of different ways. Like, mm-hmm. I love my plants. I love my garden. I love being dirty. My I had an aunt growing up who was, like, my favorite aunt, and she would measure our days by how dirty our feet were. Oh, and I love that. And she would, that. like, wash our feet with a washcloth at night and show us the washcloth and be like, man, you had a really good day. Your feet were super dirty.
1: I love that. Yeah, it was such a
0: gift. Mountain people have a – like, I grew up in the Appalachia. Okay. And in Asheville proper and then I had family living all throughout sort of smaller mountain towns mm-hmm. and it was such a beautiful communing you know and be and like I think being constantly contextualized against something that is so much greater and larger and bigger than I am yeah was that sense of curiosity because there's so much more to know and I think in my 20s when I was feeling my most insecure and mm-hmm. feeling like I needed to present like I knew everything yeah. is when I, I don't know. I just didn't have a sense of wonder. Like it made me so sad to feel like I knew everything, like how devastating. yeah. <laughs> and I didn't at all. It was that, it was sort of, I think that to me speaks to how little I actually knew. Um, and so nature has always been really nice to like get outside of myself. Traveling has been a gift in that way as well of just You're just this little speck of a thing, and all we can ask is that we stay open to what we might learn. Um, And I think that that has been a beautiful gateway into, like, showing up and sharing my truth, Mm -hmm. which I'm trying to work on and be better about. That's my latest, like, curiosity about, like, where does my voice get stuck Mm -hmm. and why, And how can I really honor the fullness of what I'm thinking and feeling and then trust that if it's wrong or if I haven't learned enough that I can continue to share that truth and it will change. And I'm a constant evolution. Like we're all in process and to not own that space and give that compassion, I think really limits how we're able to interact
1: with one another. That is so beautifully said. I think I struggle with like wanting to show up as like this already full human all the time and not letting myself like change, even though I'm constantly changing and like rejecting that change and not, I just feel like I just have to have it together all the time. And maybe that's what you're saying. Absolutely. Like when you turn 18, like you get asked so many questions, like you're like, what are you going to do? Like, and I mean, still I feel like I'm being asked so many questions on the daily, like needing to have my life figured out. But I think this is the time for the most exploration if like, if anything, right? Because I don't have any kids yet or- I'm not married. (laughs) But I think that work
0: is just – that's always your work. Yeah. Like, it's so individual. And, like, having kids, they ask you more questions than you could even fathom. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, please stop talking to me. I need (laughs) you to go find that information (laughs) elsewhere. But I think for me, like, I have always waited until I've known something to then present it. Yeah. Like, oh, look how smart I am. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have my shit together and I know what I'm doing. And it has been the greatest gift of my life to say, actually, I don't know. Or I process through talking a lot of times. So I'm going to – I want to have a conversation with you. And, like, naming, like, hey, I'm going to practice this. Yeah. Can you – can we have a conversation? And I think that's something you and I really connected on is, like, we're both learning what we think together. Yeah. And, like, and and we understand that experience. Um, But I – I relate so deeply to that feeling of like, oh, I can't say anything until I know, Mm -hmm. or I just have to pretend like I know. And there's a lot of fake it till you make it that I'm like super on board with. Yeah. But I think when there's like a level of intimacy and safety Mm -hmm. that – and I think that's part of what – why that's so valuable to me as a company, that if we're going to ask to create, it's a constant work. And like creation is the question. Yeah. It's like putting it into form. And so if you're able to like work on that – in community and it feels safe like i just that to me that's like best case scenario to say i don't really know how i feel about that or i would love to have a conversation to see how i feel and like name it as a part of the process and find your people that you can do it with that's not going to be true of everybody you know like if you know when we have our meeting with oprah i'm going to want to pretend like i know what i'm doing yeah you know (laughs) Wait, do you have a meeting with Oprah coming up? I am manifesting Oh, okay. (laughs) I am constantly having meetings with Oprah um, in my heart and mind and soul. I just, I feel like she laid such a beautiful groundwork. Yeah. Of storytelling. Love Oprah. I mean, who doesn't love Oprah? I mean, well, some people don't. Well, they are wrong. Yeah, I'm going on record as saying that's the only, they need more curiosity in their life.
1: Yeah. I think it's because she's a billionaire and people are like. That's fair. That's fair.
0: I, I just don't believe in like moral absolutism. Yes. I can she can be both and we can all be so much more than we are.
1: I'm right there with you. Yeah. I yes, I
0: am right there with you. As your Kardashian opinions earlier. I know noted. we
1: are getting into some Kardashian. <laughs> I'm very I I'm, I'm kinda nervous to say this on the podcast because people <laughs> oh, no, I'm not gonna turn you up. It's okay. Yeah, I love the Kardashians. They can I mean I'm I gonna think you this. should own that. And yeah. I think
0: what we talked about was a very like You're curious about it. It's a a different perspective on life and that offers you a space to be intrigued.
1: Yeah. I look up to Kim Kardashian so much and like that feels strange to say (laughs) out loud, but I really do. I admire her work ethic strongly. And I think someone who can take like, like a sex tape and turn it into like this crazy empire I think is... Tr- there are amazing. things to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed. But anyway, enough Kardashian peace. <laughs> they get enough already. I wanted to ask you, so like you were saying how your aunt like measured your day with the amount of dirt on your feet. Do you take any of that with like your kids now? Like, like I just feel like TikTok and social media and like the phones, like are these little black boxes like consume so much of my time, my siblings time. And so I'm like, how are you managing parenting in the digital age? This
0: is such a good question because I think it challenges my curiosity yeah. theory more than anything does because as a mother, I have the way I grew up mm-hmm. and there are so many things about it that I loved. And, you know, I want that for my kids. And, like, having children outside of the mountains was a big deal for me of, like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to have the same things to do and expose them to as I had. Um, and I think – My oldest is eight. He'll be nine at the end of next month. And he is just so curious about screens. Like, he loves video games and building, you know, worlds that I know nothing about that he wants to tell me about. And my younger one is less intrigued by it. Like, Mm -hmm. she'll walk away from shows. If you put a screen in front of my older one, he's, like, gone. Like, are you there? The yeah. world is happening around you. And the younger one is just kind of like, she'll take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And so that in and of itself has taught me, like, they have a sense of knowing. Okay. Right? Like, they have a, they have an internal guide um, that I can trust a little bit more than I was – I wasn't raised that children, like, knew themselves. Okay. I was raised, like, you tell children what to do and, like, you created environments for them and then they listened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to be a little bit more, like, exposed – with them. And like, I'm human too. And I don't, mommy doesn't know what she's doing all the time. And I yelled at you and I shouldn't have and I made a mistake and I'm sorry. And like Mm -hmm. just owning who we are. And I hope it will let them hear their voice in those spaces so Mm -hmm. that I can kind of take the lead because they're growing up in a digital world that I didn't have until halfway through my life yeah you know literally had it for their whole lives yes and they're gonna need to know it yeah and that's something that's hard for me and so i try to just add in the things i want them to have so like they definitely have screen time felix just started a tiktok channel where he like films outrageous (laughs) videos of our dog mostly um and I, I want to encourage the creation piece yeah. of the, that because I think there is expression there. And, mm-hmm. I mean, also the irony of, like, running a tech company and being like, we should be in nature more. Yeah. You know, like, and those are, that's an important duality. Like, mm-hmm. and that's something I think we're all sort of navigating. But for me, it's just spending na- – showing them my love of nature and sharing that with them. Taking them to the plant store to pick out the next crop, you know – pulling tomatoes out with them on days that it's nice outside and just trying to add that part of the world in, you know, going to art museums, reading to them um, has been the best way to do it. It's more of an additive and less of, like, I'm going to try to control this one thing. I love that approach. It's hard, though. Kids are just – I don't know. Like, they just want to consume information in such a specific way. Yeah. And as a parent, I think you have to – I've had to let go a lot of what I thought being a mother would look like, mm. and let them teach me what being a mother to them would look like. Which they just came so fully formed. I yeah. had such a different idea about what it was going to be. So it's been—I mean—that part is so fun. They're—they're they're just hilarious, and they're their own people. They have these own projections of ideas of who they want to be and should be, and. I'm trying my best to, like, lean in and trust that process of, like, letting them show up as themselves and then honoring what I see in them. I love that. But it's hard. I think for me also, like, my management personality, like, I try to, like, manage them instead of mothering them. And so it asks a level of vulnerability and tenderness that feels really scary sometimes.
1: I can only imagine. I struggle with, like, being very controlling Um, (laughs) in my relationship. And so – the act of letting go is definitely what I'm trying to learn more about. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, and just, I do feel like letting go is one of those things that you get back tenfold. Mm. Because when someone, when you like let go, when I let go and get back in my own energy, and then the kids are just like living their lives, I get to see them better. They're not like, they're not me. They're not projections of me that I've put on them.
1: Ooh. And yeah. then- <laughs> Sorry, that was like low key the therapy I needed, <laughs> like applying it to me, applying it to my life. <laughs> and, and I'm, you
0: know, I like, I think I'm curious about me internally now yeah. at this point in my life. Like, who am I when, I when it's me? Yeah. But I'm really curious about who other people are without my input.
1: <sighs> that feels so much more fun right now. This is the lesson I needed. Getting back to curiosity, I yeah. think is what the lesson here I'm taking away is. Yeah, <laughs> I needed this. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh, I love I, doing this. I mean, I just to give a little tea. Like, I just am so like controlling of my partner, and or like wanting to be, and mm-hmm. I just want him to do everything I want him to do. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't, I get I get upset, and I'm like, and I I'm like, why am I so upset by this? Like, uh, so like I told him not to skate around the lake because one time we were walking, I was walking while he was skating, and his skateboard almost went into the lake. And I was like, please don't do this again because this water is like extremely contaminated. Well, of course the skateboard ends up falling into the lake. Uh, We'll have to show you the video. (laughs) The skateboard (laughs) falls into the lake and I got so upset by it versus like making it be like a funny thing. Thank God we were separated. Otherwise it probably would have been an argument. Like I was out to brunch with a friend and he was with his friend. Oh yeah. But I was just getting so upset and it was kind of ruining my brunch with my friend. And I'm like, why am I so upset about this? And I'm like, realizing in that moment I'm like wow you're really controlling like he didn't do what you wanted you to do wanted mm-hmm. you to do and now you're upset by it and I think what you're saying is like I could have just viewed this like just being curious like yeah he still was gonna do it like he's a Sagittarius he's gonna do what he wants to do anyway yeah <laughs> I had no control. and like
0: just to reframe that for you like I think it's helpful to be like, well, why were you, why did you feel the need to say that to begin with? Like, is that coming from a fear space yeah. of like oh, losing yeah. him? Yeah. And like, what is like, cause there's something deeper than just like, I want to tell you where to skateboard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I think that there's so much beauty in you honoring that that process showed you something about you. And like, what does that then,
1: like, what freedom does that allow you to kind of sit with and go into? Yeah. This, I think is definitely coming from a fear space. I mean, the water is extremely contaminated. So the fact that he had to get in that water scares me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you can
0: sleep outside tonight.
1: Oh Let's my gosh! Stop. I did not want him in the bed. I did not want him in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally looking at his legs, like, because people have had like I saw this article. That it was saying people can get skin lesions from the water. Girl, are you googling that like contaminated lake? No, I literally because was hanging. <laughs> I was already curious about the lake. <laughs> And so the fact that this happened right after I was already <laughs> You're like building your case. Yeah, so I'm like the fact the fact that you would fall in like after I've read all this stuff about how I contaminated <laughs> this water is. <laughs> so- it's hilarious to me. I can't wait to show you the video. You're going to crack that. up. <laughs> I, so I've been learning a lot about like
0: part of my control is that I didn't want to grow up and do stuff. Like I didn't want to have to feel things myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be mad if people triggered me mm-hmm. and be like, I don't want to admit that I'm like afraid to lose you. Like yeah. that's uncomfortable and I hate or like that feels like a weakness or whatever the yeah. story is. Like there's a thousand micro stories I tell myself all the time. And so I think that like. You naming that is such a gift for you and your partner to be like I and like I have some control stuff and yeah. I'm going to tell you what to do and then like maybe tell you about articles I read <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> and I'm working on it and I'm and I'm really trying to see that for what it is and own it that that's my energy to deal with.
1: <sighs> yeah, deep breath on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To wrap up, I wanted to ask you some of your wellness practices as you run a wellness company. So like, <laughs> what are the things that you do to take care of yourself?
0: So I my wellness is I call it uh shiny ball syndrome, mm-hmm. where I have a really hard time with a consistent routine. Okay. And I would really judge myself for a long time. Like, why can't I get it together? Like wake up, journal, run, work out, walk, whatever eat breakfast, have a coffee. You know, like Mm -hmm. I had this idea in my head that if I could just check off this list of routine and do the same thing every day, that was my wellness practice. Mm -hmm. And once I let go of that nonsense, because I think that's steeped in like ability. I mean, it's ableism. It's patriarchal overtones. It's capitalist mindset. It's hierarchical thinking. It's just so many Things that were, like, put on me that aren't me. Mm-hmm. And so once I let go of that, my wellness practice looks, like, vastly different almost day to day. There are some things I'll really get into. I've been into weightlifting recently because I want to be strong. Yeah. That has been feeling really good in my body is to, like, be strong and just seeing weights go up on things I'm picking up. Yeah. And being able to pick up my children or run with them or interact with them in a different way has been so exciting. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's more like, what can I do for an hour a day? Mm-hmm. And that when the hour shows up, I let myself name what it is I want. And some days it's a nap. And some days it's like laying in the sunshine. Or I try to always have a body integration because that's something I've been learning a lot is that I historically have used my body as a tool. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be a companion. Mm-hmm. I want can you it say to say be- more about that? Yeah, like I played sports growing up mm-hmm. and – we'd, you know, I'd roll my ankle, wrap it, get back in the game. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be fine. It can heal later. Um, working in restaurants, it's a lot of hours on your feet. I worked yeah. through two pregnancies to my due date with both babies wow. in, in the restaurant and like, just was like, my body will deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I've just always sort of like ignored pain or like pushed past it. And it's been such, a, I mean, it's given me so much mm-hmm. and, but I realized that I was relating it To it as, like, I need this from you. I need this from you. Like, Mm -hmm. show up and be this. Show up and be this. And as I've aged, I really want her to be honored as a part of this journey that Mm -hmm. she has a say in it. She has such a depth of wisdom that I've ignored historically. And so, I want to fuel her. Mm-hmm. I want to honor her. And that those practices look like meditation for me. A lot of journaling, as I said, I like to process with words. Um, and then also observing where emotion lies in my body. Like where is my voice getting stuck? Mm-hmm. Where is my anxiety sort of wallowing. Where is my joy? Where is excitement? Like what's the playfulness? Like my body wants to play. She wants to have pleasure. She wants to like experience the world. And I've kind of only allowed that if it's been what I've wanted intellectually Mm -hmm. or I wouldn't even say emotionally or spiritually. Like I think that sort of diving into all of those things, becoming integrated has been a really big piece of my wellness journey lately. And as stated, that looks like a lot of time in nature, Mm -hmm. um, movement, which I try not to judge as, like, performance-based, but Mm. that is hard for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And then silence. Silence being really the hardest one for me. Yeah, that's hard for me, too. I know. There's a lot going on that I just realize I ignore. And when I sit in it, I can't ignore it. And so having a companion on that journey feels really exciting to let my body be a friend that goes with me through it all. That's beautiful.
1: I love that so I'm much. working on it.
0: It feels like a real gift yeah. to like – I don't know. It's like waking up and
1: being like, oh, how long have you been here? I yeah. didn't know you were doing this with me. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, should I ask one more question or – should we wrap?
0: Well, okay, let's wrap. Okay.
1: And then, because to be continued, yes, for, for sure. I have so series. many questions. I still, yeah, I'm like, wait, <laughs> this has to be a question. I mean, a series, because I have so many questions I still wanted to ask you.
0: These were beautiful questions. I really appreciate the thought and the curiosity about me. Like, it feels like a real gift to be seen by you.
1: And you, Mary, thank oh, you so much. This you're was so amazing. Welcome. I hope you have a good day. I don't know how to end the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, actually, we should just <laughs> end- And we're out. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> Where can people find you? And do you have anything you want to share or promote? Oh, man.
0: go to underbelly.com. Yeah. Hang out with us for a little bit on the mat. Jessamine is doing her thing, and it is beautiful. And I'm integrated in a way that feels so decadent. And um,
1: yeah. You are on TikTok too. I am on TikTok too. I'm wor- I we can we can talk about that another time. Yeah, we're trying to get Mary more on TikTok. What well, we didn't get to touch on today, but Mary is an amazing chef. She <laughs> oh, has been know, cooking such. We didn't such, talk, about, we didn't we talk know, about food at all, but Mary <laughs> has made such delicious meals, and I try to replicate them as soon as she leave. Like she just made this, um, what was it? what is
0: cantaloupe it? avocado cucumber yogurt yes. situation
1: insane she made like this salad yesterday that was so good and so um i'll make sure some of these on the instagram
0: i'll do recipes yeah if you're really nice
1: to me yes.
0: I, i'm so fussy about a recipe because i don't measure anything okay
1: that's real that's real cooking <laughs> yeah well yeah rachel you're ray sweet. said um because she was on selena and chef she was she didn't have selena measure anything so she was saying like. um, Six seconds is like half a cup or something like that. Yeah, She does
0: like the palm too. Like a really closed palm is like a teaspoon. Okay. And then like a flatter palm is a tablespoon, which I'm really here for. I like all those little hacks.
1: I did not. I'm ready to learn all of it. Well, let's, we'll go on a journey together. Yes. That'll be fun. Alright, this is yes. beautiful. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Give this um, rate the podcast five stars. All the things you're supposed to do when you're <laughs> wanting to support a podcast, please do it. And yeah, I hope you have a good week. Bye. Bye. That was good
0: that was So good. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so much fun.